Well, thank you very much, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and uh, thank you for joining us again. And if it's your first time, welcome. We tend to focus on some very narrow elements of jazz recorded history and uh, explore a little bit more deeply. And today we're going to be listening to some music by the great guitarist Django Reinhardt. And Django Reinhardt uh, was active in Europe primarily in the 1930s and 40s. We're going to be focusing on a handful of recordings that he made from about, oh, 1933, 34 until about 1940. And these were done with various guest stars and as part of various other bands. And the CD set that I took many of these from was called Django and American Friends, and that's a bit of a misnomer. Uh, about half of these musicians are Americans, uh, African-American musicians, and the other half are Europeans and uh, other uh, ethnicities and, and, and uh, uh, nationalities as well. Django Reinhardt was born in about 1910. It's a little bit sketchy when and where he was born. He was uh, a gypsy. He was from uh, a gypsy family that traveled around. He was probably born someplace in Belgium, and he uh, spent most of his life traveling. Uh, he was very close to his family and very proud of his heritage and very attached to his um, gypsy family as well as to the whole idea of that mode of living. Uh, and he got a, some of his guitar prowess certainly from that tradition. There's a long tradition of string playing in gypsy culture. And Django is arguably the greatest exponent of that, although there are other contenders as well over the various decades. So, as I said, he was born about 1910. He was playing guitar very young. Actually, I think he started on banjo or some of the other stringed instrument uh, family from that period. Uh, he uh, was playing professionally by the 1920s. He was actually uh, burned quite badly in a fire in his caravan in the late 1920s, and it damaged several fingers of his uh, uh, left hand. He was... Um, handicapped by that for the rest of his life, and he had to evolve a new technique for playing guitar, for chording and, and uh, changing notes and so forth. And the way he did it was quite uh, unorthodox and allowed him to produce a really remarkable and uh, very characteristic sound on his guitar, as well as being able to play some fairly amazing technical passages that were thought to be impossible. He's had quite a few imitators over the years, and uh, the idea of gypsy jazz, so-called, is uh, uh, a type of uh, jazz or a subheading of jazz has been very popular in the last uh, decade or so. So by the early 1930s, Django was operating primarily in the Paris area. He did uh, most of his uh, lucrative playing work there in the cabarets and uh, shortly thereafter in the recording studios, often in uh, partnership with Stefan Grappelli, the violinist who also played piano. We're going to be hearing from him as well. Uh, they formed a group around them called the Quintet of the Hot Club of France, which was a uh, kind of a jazz version of a, of a, uh, a gypsy or a Parisian uh, string band. It had uh, three guitars, uh, Django and two rhythm guitars, a bass, and Grappelli playing mostly violin. And periodically they would record with guest stars or, or they would be hired either as a group or partially as a group to go in and into the studios and play with uh, some visiting artists uh, as well. There are some great recordings by Coleman Hawkins and Benny Carter who were visiting uh, Paris in the 1930s that uh, recorded with uh, Django. We're not going to be listening to those today. We're probably going to be covering those at some later point. The great trombone player Dickie Wells made a series of phenomenal jazz recordings that featured um, African-American jazz musicians who were visiting with him uh, in the Teddy Hill Band in Paris and also a couple of ringers, including uh, Django thrown in there. Uh, we covered that on a podcast from quite a while ago. If you go back and look at our podcast station, you can listen to those Dickie Wells and Django Reinhardt recordings. So today we're going to be uh, playing probably some musicians who are not terribly well-known today. The first one uh, we've mentioned on several podcasts. His name was Bill Coleman. Now, Bill Coleman was a trumpet player. He was born in 1904 in Kentucky. Uh, played with quite a few uh, big bands in America in the 1920s and into the 30s. Uh, by the mid-30s, he was recording with Fats Waller and uh, Mes Mesro and quite a few other uh, jazz players and jazz groups. He was known as a very uh, dependable musician, a good section and lead player. He was a very good musician, good reader, and a f good improviser as well. He ended up in Paris in in about 1934, somewhere about there, 34, 33, and uh, started recording almost immediately under his own name and also with uh, many other groups as well. 
We heard a couple of his recordings with just piano on our Hot Trumpets uh, podcast from a while back. So the recordings we're going to start out with are Bill Coleman and his orchestra um, from November 19th of 1937. These were done for the Swing label, which was a, a Paris label devoted to jazz and swing music primarily. So in this band, we're going to hear Bill Coleman on trumpet, uh, also singing occasionally, Django Reinhardt, of course, on guitar. We're going to hear Frank Big Boy Gaudi, I think that's how you pronounce his name, or Goudier, perhaps. He was an African-American who was born uh, about 150 miles outside of New Orleans in uh, 1899. He uh, grew up in Cajun country and uh, learned uh, music out there. He ended up in New Orleans by about 1910 or so, where he got in on the beginnings of jazz history. Initially, he was a trumpet player. We're going to hear him playing trumpet a little bit later. Uh, he may have actually studied formally or informally with Bunk Johnson uh, in New Orleans in the 1910s, but he switched over to clarinet and tenor sax, which were his instruments of, uh, of renown, especially in the, this Paris era. He was uh, a well-traveled musician in the 1910s and 20s. He ended up going to Europe the first time in 1925 and stayed almost 15 years. Played with many of the, the Parisian jazz groups uh, using Americans and non-Americans as well. He went to South America as the war clouds began to gather and stayed there for a few years, really through the war years, and then came back to New York for a while and ended up out in San Francisco, where he got in on the traditional jazz boom in the 1950s and 60s, before he passed away in 1964. Uh, he was known as Big Boy because I believe he was about six foot seven, a very large fellow, and uh, a very good um, saxophone and clarinet player, as we're going to hear. So we're going to hear him and also another uh, clarinet and alto sax player, a German named Christian Wagner, or Wagner, I suppose. Uh, he played with many of the uh, gypsy-type groups in the 1930s, uh, hung out the war years there. I'm not sure what happened to him after World War II, but he uh, made quite a few good recordings with combos and with big bands. We're going to hear Emil Stern on piano, Lucien Simwen on bass, and Jerry Mengo on drums. Jerry Mengo was a uh, uh, performer who had sung on a few recordings with the Quintet of the Hot Club of France. So we're going to start out with uh, four tunes from this session. We're going to start with I Ain't Got Nobody, Baby Won't You Please Come Home, The Big Boy Blues, of course featuring uh, Big Boy Gaudi on there, and Swing Guitars, those four tunes by Bill Coleman and his orchestra. A fifth tune, Bill Coleman Blues, was done with Jess Coleman and Django, and that's on our Hot Trumpets podcast from a while back. So those four tunes will be there, and then we're going to finish up that set with a uh, version of Melancholy Baby that I'll tell you about when we get to the break. So those are our tunes. I Ain't Got Nobody, Baby Won't You Please Come Home, Big Boy Blues and Swing Guitars by Bill Coleman and his orchestra, and then Melancholy Baby.
So there we have some fine small group jazz from the 1930s. As I mentioned, that was uh, Bill Coleman and his orchestra, those first four tunes. Coleman did not sing on that. I had said he did. And that featured uh, the dual reed players, two reed players. We had um, Frank Big Boy Gowdy, Gowdy on tenor sax and clarinet. I had said he was... Six foot seven, that may have been a bit of an overstatement, but who knows. Uh, and Christian Wagner, Wagner and alto sax and clarinet, and each were heard on each instrument. We started out with I Ain't Got Nobody, featured some fine Bill Coleman trumpet playing, and then some tenor sax by Gowdy and clarinet by Wagner. Then Baby Won't You Please Come Home had solos all around. We heard some Django on there on guitar, some Emil Stern on piano, Gowdy on tenor sax again, and uh, on either side of those solos we had an alto sax and then later on a clarinet solo by Wagner. Then the Big Boy Blues was dominated, as you might expect, by Big Boy Gowdy on clarinet, playing a very New Orleans-y style clarinet. As I mentioned, he was uh, born outside of New Orleans, but was there by the time he was probably in his mid-teens and uh, listening to the great New Orleans players. And uh, we also heard some tremendous muted trumpet by Coleman. And then finally, Swing Guitars, with which featured uh, Wagner on clarinet and tenor by Gowdy again, and a little bit of Django in there. Then we finished up with uh, kind of a curiosity, one of four tunes that were recorded uh, in May of 1938, I believe for Decca, I'm not sure about that, but these were done by Larry Adler, the harmonica virtuoso, and Larry Adler had a pretty long career. He was uh, active up until, I think, about the 19... Um, 90s. He died in 2001. He was born in 1914. Uh, he was an American, uh, born in Baltimore, but he spent most of his performing career in Europe and ended up uh, living in London and dying in London uh, in 2001. And Melancholy Baby was uh, a tune from that session that I liked very much. He also recorded I Got Rhythm, Lover Come Back to Me, and Body and Soul. But this features, in addition to his uh, very respectable jazz harmonica playing, uh, featured some fine Django Reinhardt on guitar, and also Stefan Grappelli, not on violin, but on piano on this one. And uh, other members of the Quintet of the Hot Club of France, circa 1938 as well. Joseph Reinhardt, Eugene Vies on guitar, and Roger Grazella on bass. So we're going to keep going with uh, Django and his American friends, if you want to call it that. Uh, we're going to hear three tunes that were done in 1940. These are on the later side. Of course, this is right on the on the cusp of World War II in Paris, and uh, things were going to change quite a, quite a good deal uh, very shortly. But these were recorded in February of 1940 for Swing. Arthur Briggs and his Swing Band. Arthur Briggs was an excellent uh, trumpet player we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, but he had a band here that included Wagner again on clarinet, uh, a Frenchman, Elise Combelle, on tenor sax. He was a, a very, very uh, accomplished tenor sax player in the style of Coleman Hawkins, and his recording career goes back to the mid-30s, and he evolved through the 30s into a very personal distillation of the Coleman Hawkins style. A very good player, had quite a few recordings under his own name as well. Also heard Django on guitar, Ray Stokes on piano, and Tony Rivera, uh, Rovira, I should say, on bass. The tunes we are going to hear in this case are um, Melancholy Baby, again, a favorite apparently at the time, Scatterbrain, a kind of a throwaway swing tune that was uh, a chestnut for the swing bands even in 1940, and Sometimes I'm Happy by Vincent Humans. So those three tunes by Arthur Briggs and his swing band. I should mention that Arthur Briggs was uh, not an African-American, but actually an Afro-Caribbean musician who was born in uh, Grenada and uh, ended up playing trumpet uh, in on his own island before uh, joining the service, I think, in America for World War One. He ended up in uh, Germany in the 1920s, recorded quite extensively uh, with some German groups in the late 1920s before going to Paris and being featured in a number of bands there. And we're going to hear uh, some of his recordings at this point in 1940. He spent the war years in a German prisoner of war camp. Uh, he survived that and came out to do some more recording in the 1940s and ended up teaching music until he died, I believe, in the 1960s. Actually, in I take that back. He lived quite a long life. He died in 1991, but I don't believe he made any recordings later in life. None that I'm aware of at any rate. So those will be the three tunes from that group. After that, we're going to go back to Big Boy, uh, Gaudi, and uh, some feature things for him. He's going to do two tunes, the St. Louis Blues and I Found a New Baby. And this is uh, his group with um, 
some of the uh, the Quintet of the Hot Club of France done on August 5th of 1935 for Ultraphone, which was a, um, a very busy jazz recording label at that time. And we'll hear Gaudi playing trumpet, tenor sax, and clarinet. Uh, actually, I don't think we're going to hear any tenor sax, or not much on this one at any rate. Stefan Grappelli on violin and piano, uh, Django on guitar, Sigismund Beck on bass, and Jerry Mengo on drums. So those are two tunes, St. Louis Blues and I Found a New Baby. So those are our, our uh, offerings for this set. Melancholy Baby, Scatterbrain, and Sometimes I'm Happy, Arthur Briggs and his swing band. And then Frank Gowdy, Big Boy Gowdy, and his group on St. Louis Blues and I Found a New Baby.
So that was a whole series of recordings done with Django Reinhardt, although Django is not extensively featured on any of these recordings. His presence is felt in the rhythm section and uh, I guess in the flavor of some of the uh, tunes that were being recorded as well. We started out with three tunes by Arthur Briggs and his swing band. Arthur Briggs was a very accomplished jazz trumpet player, maybe in a slightly earlier style than uh, these 1940 recordings might suggest, but uh, very good nonetheless. And he is featured with uh, Christian Wagner on clarinet, Alix Combell on clar- on tenor sax. Uh, Combell, as I said, was a was a real force in French jazz from the mid '30s on. His father, uh, I think, it was Francois Combell, was actually a classical saxophone player who played in the uh, French Republican uh, band, Republican Guard band. He also was the author of some saxophone methods and a number of saxophone uh, pieces of music as well. Uh, Ray Stokes was on piano, Django on guitar, of course, and Tony Rivera on bass. And we heard My Melancholy Baby, Scatterbrain, and Sometimes I'm Happy, all done with uh, some uh, kind of uh, functional little arrangements, I'd have to say. Nothing too fancy, but just uh, some very nice uh, arranging touches to keep things organized. Then we went uh, back to 1935 for Ultraphone in the Frank Big Boy Gowdy Band. Uh, He played trumpet, tenor sax, and clarinet. He did play tenor sax on the second number, uh, which was uh, I Found a New Baby. We started out with St. Louis Blues, got a good sense of that New Orleans style of clarinet playing, although we heard uh, some pretty decent, if rusty, trumpet playing. As I said, he was a trumpet player in his early days in New Orleans, and he switched over to clarinet and saxophone a little bit later, probably in the late 1910s. This band also featured in addition to Django Reinhardt on guitar, Stefan Grappelli on piano, Sigismund Beck on bass, and Jerry Mengo on drums. A couple of very uh, nice, no-frills jazz recordings from that period. So we're going to do one more short set of uh, this type of music and these type of musicians coming up. We're going to start with André Ekian and his orchestra. André Ekian was a, another French saxophone player. Started out, I believe, as a classical player. Uh, he ended up... Uh, being the tutor for uh, the French critic Hugh Panazier on saxophone, I believe. Uh, I think Christian Wagner also did some as well. Uh, We're going to hear um, Frank Goody again on uh, trumpet and tenor sax. I don't think he plays clarinet on this one. Django, Lucien Simwens on bass. Uh, Tommy Benford, a uh, great African-American drummer, his brother Bill Benford uh, on tuba, and he recorded with Jelly Roll Morton in the 1920s, and Benford's career extended into the 1980s, I think. And we're going to hear also the great and very under-recorded Harlem Stride pianist Joe Turner on this tune, which is The Sheik of Abbey. So after that, we're going to go back to uh, three tunes of the chamber jazz variety. These were led by pianist Garnett Clark. He's another unrecorded, uh, not very well-known African-American piano player. He uh, was born in 1917 in Washington, D.C. He ended up in Europe in the early 1930s. He and Benny Carter apparently went over together. Uh, He was considered a a pretty forward-looking pianist for his day. He didn't uh, live very long. He had a nervous breakdown and died in 1937, but he did make some fine recordings. I think we uh, heard a piano solo or two on an earlier podcast, some some of the European piano jazz uh, that was on one of those podcasts. And um, we're going to hear three uh, band tunes from the date of one of those piano solo recordings as well. So we're going to finish up uh, with Garnett Clark and his Hot Clubs 4. Hot Club 4. Bill Coleman on trumpet. George Johnson, another uh, African-American saxophone and clarinet player who ended up in Europe. He had uh, played with quite a few groups in, in, in America. He ended up uh, playing with L- Willie Lewis and his entertainers and a few other groups as well. Garnett Clark on piano, Django Reinhardt on guitar, and June Cole on bass. June Cole had played tuba for the Fletcher Henderson Band in the late 1920s. He came over to Europe, uh, went over to Europe with one of the uh, review bands, I believe, uh, in the late 1920s and stayed there for quite a while. So the three tunes we are going to hear uh, by Garnett Clark and his Hot Club Four are Rosetta, Stardust, and The Object of My Affection. And The Object of My Affection will feature a Bill Coleman vocal, which I teased you on earlier. And uh, this was a tune that Lionel Hampton also recorded about the same time. Uh, These were recorded in November of 1935, and uh, the lyrics go, The Object of My uh, affection can change my complexion from white to rosy red, and both Lionel Hampton and Bill Coleman changed it from brown to rosy red. A uh, little bit of uh, 
aside humor there, I suppose. So those are our four tunes for our last set with Django Reinhardt and his American friends, the Sheik of Araby, Andre Ekian and his band, and then Garnett Clark and his Hot Club Four doing Rosetta, Stardust, and the Object of My Affection.
complexion can change my complexion Ooh, brown rosy red stand Anytime she holds my hand Tell me she's mine Fine and rude Many girls who can thrill me And some who can fill me With dreams of happiness But I know I'll never rest Till she says she's mine Oh, baby, all mine too I'm not afraid that she'll leave me For she's not got to be unfair But instead I trust her implicitly She can go where she wants to do what she wants to do I don't care I'll take my affection Change my affection Sound rosy bitch to do Anytime she holds my hand Tells me she's mine An interesting cross-section of some European jazz. We started out with uh, the New Orleans uh, expatriate, I guess, uh, Frank Big Boy Gowdy, who's playing trumpet, uh, and also some tenor sax and clarinet uh, on the Andre Ekian and his band version of the Sheik of Araby. Uh, also featuring Ekian doing some very nice alto sax work, and uh, Joe Turner on piano, a fabulous stride player, left some very good recordings with bands. We heard some on, a, on a, an Albert Nicholas podcast a while back, uh, and some solos as well. Very underrated player. And then, of course, Django Reinhardt, too. Then those three uh, recordings by Garnett Clark in his Hot Club 4, um, which in fact was 5, I guess, with him, it was 4 plus 1. Bill Coleman on trumpet, George Johnson on clarinet and alto, Garnett Clark on piano, Django Reinhardt on guitar, and June Cole on bass. And Bill Coleman sings the last tune, which was the object of my affection. Before that, we heard Rosetta and a nice mid-tempo bouncy version of Stardust. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. Django Reinhardt and some of the groups he recorded with, with American jazz stars and Europeans as well, and uh, with Arthur Briggs, at least one Afro-Caribbean star. Uh, some great uh, great music being recorded in the just prior to World War II years in Paris, uh, all centered around the personage of Django Reinhardt. You've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. If you'd like to sponsor us, please do so. Uh, you can hit the button anywhere uh, on your screen or your browser. If you're on Anchor.fm, probably find it on Spotify or Apple or any of those fine channels that carries The Jazz Focus. I hope you're enjoying these programs, and uh, we will continue to make them. So thank you again, and I'll see you on the other side.